0: A butterfly dies is a hex crawl adventure set in the forested mountainside of a prehistoric and mythical Michalacan, Mexico. Four days from now, an ancient ritual will erase the land and end the decades of flourishing times. But many believe the destructive tradition is not necessary for rejuvenating the land. Will you ally with the smolder cult fulfilling the burning of the butterfly miracle? Or will you help those who want to break the tradition? There are consequences with either choice. A Butterfly Dies is funding now on Kickstarter. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my guest today, Taylor the author of Beyond
1: the Gaping Maw. Welcome. Hey, how's it going?
0: It's going good. It's going good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Uh, This is the first uh, podcast I've done for the project, so I'm excited.
0: That's good. I'm I'm excited about that. And and is this your first time... crowdfunding a project as well
1: yeah i i've like you know done some like homebrew stuff for my my home group but this is the first time i've ever tried to like formally put something into a zine and it's the first time i'm crowdfunding so
0: that's exciting oh so i i i got quite a few questions going into this (laughs) number one probably should talk about beyond the gaping maw it's compatible with Borg.
1: yeah that was sort of the, the first game that sort of drew me into, like, the sort of more old-school OSR stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of has, like, this, like, place in my imagination, and it's so simple to be able to, like, kind of hack the pieces. First adventure, I was like, okay, let's do something I know. Uh, Mercborg's kind of like my home group's backup game.
0: So what's the adventure about? What can we expect? What kind of stuff do we got here?
1: Yeah, so the uh, the kind of basic tagline for it is, is that it's a, a adventure module and mini-setting. Mini where you delve into the body of a dying god to discover what ails it.
0: Oh, that's interesting. A dying god. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know,
1: Merkborg's always super over the top, so I kind of just let myself lean into that. Basically, the idea is that there's this town that's all the way out, kind of, like, in the far reaches of the, uh, kind of in a hard-to-reach part of the world of Merkborg. Their main export is essentially, uh, they kind of have a relationship to this local, like, eldritch god. Yeah. It's kind of like those, like, little fish that clean... Uh. Like plaque off of shark teeth.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: so essentially they go down and they uh they mine plaque off of this god's teeth and they bring it back and they sort of forge magic items with this this plaque that they then sort of export to the rest of the the continent. And for some reason the the god has stopped producing plaque. Oh it's not eating anymore. And so uh the party, the PCs, you know, they get sent in to discover what's going on. There's all sorts of stuff that goes on, you know freaky monsters and sort of uh weird cults that have a uh, skin in the game they're you know that's basically the idea
0: uh, interesting premise the god thing and all i'm curious what is there anything specific that inspired that or or or, or what's what's behind all that
1: <laughs> it actually was kind of like a weird thing of chance do you know chris passett from uh like luke the room
0: Yes, 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 I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, last year I think it was like last March. So it was almost a year ago. They ran like a game jam that was mm-hmm. like the random title event, a random adventure title game jam. And I had originally, I, I kind of just sat there. I was like, "Oh, that's such a cool idea. I love that." I kind of just sat there clicking randomize for, oh, for like <laughs> maybe like ten minutes, just looking at cool titles. And eventually, I, there was a couple titles that like really like sparked my like my interest. Yeah, and I ended up not doing it, but those handful of titles like really stuck in my head, and I eventually ended up just like smashing a couple of them together, like beyond (laughs) the gaping maw. I I don't know. I I was like really obsessed with like this maw idea, like this massive god, this maw, this sort of unimaginably large thing. I don't know. Something about it was like, oh, what if they're like cleaning off the teeth of this god? Wait a minute. It it all kind uh, of like spiraled out.
0: When I hear maw, I'm thinking of a big old mouth. Is that correct? Is that what the word maw means? (laughs)
1: yeah it's just like a <laughs> massive mouth
0: that's what i thought that's what i assumed. but i, realized, I don't really know if i know the definition of ma So the god's yeah ma. i don't know if i know the, i don't know if i know the
1: exact definition either it's just like it's very evocative you know you hear ma and it's just
0: it works it works so, so the inspiration is essentially just a random gener- was the random generator well, what's the word i'm looking for it was the jam that happened and you just kind of yeah. took a few of those different things I'm assuming a few different ideas were floating through your head. Was there anything that stood out that you were really trying to nail home or anything the kind of theme you can, you can pinpoint in this or anything like that?
1: Um, It, it kind of, like, really built out, like, organically. Like, again, mm-hmm. like, the initial concept was just this, like, I think one of them was, like, Inside the Lizard God was, like, one of the random titles I got. So I was kind oh. of interested in this idea of, like, going into, like, a god and kind of, like these like tightness creatures and kind mm-hmm. of exploring it and then yeah it was just r- really bizarre then I, as i kind of like sat there and thought about these different titles you know the kind of main idea of the adventure came to me and i just started writing it yeah there wasn't like really any like one big pinpoint it's just sort of this weird soup of ideas that eventually came together into something thematically i actually had an interesting and not to like ramble but um, oh you're
0: good that's what you're here for <laughs>
1: yeah um as, as I was saying, as we were, like, chatting before, uh, sort of thematic idea, which I hadn't thought about before, was the um, way in which, like, the export of magic items sort of replicates the uh, relationship that the town has to the god. Or mm-hmm. essentially, in order to summon the god, you have to give something up. And so yeah. there's this sort of, like, sacrifices table you have to make, where it's sort of random things, like, you have to give up on your dreams, or, like, you have to give up on the relationship to some like, a relationship in your life. Mm-hmm. And this kind of, like, replicates the way in which, like, the town itself is sort of subservient to, like, the outside interests of, like, these other cities where they have to export these magic items in order to, like, maintain their independence. Yeah? In the same way that they, like... Give up these parts of themselves to maintain this relationship to this god that lives nearby to their village.
0: That's interesting. Is there anything you're looking at specifically, or that's inspired by that you might be able to compare that to? Because there it, it seems like there's being something said there, possibly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of like our modern day political system. You know, we all give up things to um. You know, we give up on our dreams, we give mm-hmm. up on our hopes in order to like sort of survive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, not oh, uh, but to put too
1: fine yeah. a point on it, but you know, capitalism is a it's a very I don't, I don't want to say a vicious system, but it, it, it definitely takes. <laughs>
0: you no, know, maybe I will say that, but you know, it
1: takes a toll on the individual. You know, yeah. you no, know, I would I would say that. Yeah, it, um, does. it but, definitely
0: could take a toll on you after a while. Yeah, and like
1: the, <laughs> the toll it takes on the individual and the hold it has over you. I hadn't thought about it initially, and so I've been kind of toying with it recently. I think I'll probably maybe make that a little more explicit in the adventure going forward, just because now that it's in my head, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. That's kind of an interesting parallel I, I didn't think about when I wrote it.
0: That, that's cool. I like that. I appreciate that. No. Oh. I'm curious. You're you're writing games. You must have gotten into role playing games somewhere. I'd be curious to know a bit about your history with role playing games and what got you into writing this game specifically.
1: As far as getting into role playing games, it's actually really recent. Um, I, I started playing Five E at the start of the pandemic. I, I don't know. I, it would never. It was never really something like. I I didn't have anybody in my life that played role playing yeah. games, and then um at the start of the pandemic, my old college roommate hit me up. He's like, hey, you know, we're all home. We're all bored. I'm gonna be running Curse of Strahd soon. Would you like to join? And so I joined in and it kind of took me a while to get used to it. Five E's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. big complicated system.
0: Yeah, it's but uh it's more complex than I than I than I would like my most of my games to be, to be honest. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so, you know, I eventually got really into it. I, I loved the collective storytelling aspects of it mm-hmm. and that kind of like and that's really what what hooked me. And then when I, I like randomly discovered Merc Borg and I was like, oh, this is kind of like <laughs> that That was my gateway to that that, like that whole other spectrum of games that are sort of more rules light, more focused <laughs> on like the the world and like kind of collectively telling a story.
0: I, I'm a big fan of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I know you're like you're a big mothership guy, right?
0: I like mothership. I've run it a few times. I'm definitely gonna run more in the future. I I, I like a lot of just
1: role playing games
0: in general, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a big role playing geek. Yeah, I,
1: that's been me now too. I've totally fallen down the the rabbit hole ever since like finding Merc Borg. I'm like I'm, like, looking at, like, how much money I've spent on Kickstarter this month. Like, oh, no. oh God, with Z oh. month and everything. <laughs> like, oh, God, so many cool projects.
0: So you you recently got into playing in 2020, which is something I'd like to talk about for a minute because, like, like- I've been playing, I I can't imagine a world without role-playing games. I've been playing since Mm -hmm. the late 80s. I've been doing it for so long. But a lot of people are coming into the hobby now that weren't into it before. And it's definitely been a boom. I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know what what your experience was like like, cause you could probably remember picking up the first time you played and what, what it was like just getting into it, how it was getting a hang for playing role-playing games and things like that.
1: Yeah. It, it, it took me a little bit just because I think it would have been way easier in person mm-hmm. and being online, I felt so like disconnected. Yeah. And it took a, a, a while for us. I think like, as a group, you know, it, it's all like my friends, you know, people I've known for years, but even then, like in a video call, it's kind of weird, you know, you can't really cross talk you can't really talk over each other because then it drowns everything out and so you have to build like this new like dynamic yeah
0: <laughs> it's hard and, uh, it's hard to get a hang of for me to be honest
1: you meet me too i'm like my family is one of those families that it's like you know you have multiple conversations going on at once and it all <laughs> yeah, kind I of get makes it. sense somehow
0: <laughs> yeah i get it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, it, it took me a little bit because yeah, uh, the beginning of Curse of Strahd is kind of like this weird little dungeon almost. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't get this. Like it, it took a little bit until we kind of got into like a more freeform section mm-hmm. where um the characters could just talk and like yes. interact and then sort of sort of slowly slotting into a character that was fairly similar to me, you know, it was my first RPG character, <laughs> but like had a few noticeable differences and kind of like settling into role play it was like really fun. And sort of like these spontaneous creation of like new concepts and ideas and we're like inventing histories on the spot. And it was, it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I, I, I that's the role R O L E as you're playing the role play part. That that's my favorite part. of it. I like getting into the different quirky characters and, and thinking Really, like, who, how would this person respond in that situation? That's where I think it starts getting really interesting. Personally. yeah that's my favorite part too <laughs> and, and I just get into play I really get into it when I when I manage to catch a quirky character that it, that I'm getting into and that everybody else can get into and you can kind of go with the character for a bit and play them out
1: <laughs> yeah that's like one of my favorite parts when we run like one shots or something I can come up with like a weird character with like one like really distinct quirk and really just like <laughs> lean into it and kind of see where it takes like the group and how they all react to it? It's all, it's yeah, it's a blast.
0: Now, Merkborg itself, which you're writing this for, has sort of a a doom clock, end of the world type situation going on with the main book. How is that? Is there any of that present here that we can look at and that you can talk to some of that those elements? What 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 can we expect along those lines in the in the zine?
1: I'm I'm kind of still toying with how to include that because <laughs> with Merkborg, it's it's like totally the um the world will end. Yes. you know my, my idea is basically to have like the main adventure and it kind of be like its own thing there's like the town there's the adventure and i'm gonna have like a couple like appendices mm-hmm. with like notes about how i run it and stuff like that and i think that's where i'm gonna have like some information i'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how i want to do it but i don't i'm kind of hanging on to this idea that there's like that this is like sort of a ray of hope somehow like there's something here you know in comparison to the rest of the continent it's like not it's like totally out of control as everything else that this is a place that's like like internally they they don't use money you know it's like this like area that's like i don't think i said it already but it's sort of made up of refugees from the rest of the continent they all escaped the, oh, the war okay. and strife oh, nice. and so they're they're trying to build something different mm-hmm. and so i'm kind of hanging on to this idea that it's like it it has all the trappings of Merkborg. it's still dark there's still like eldritch gods but there's still like some kernel of like hope like in like the humanism of like the town
0: we'll make hopeborg
1: yeah so, like,
0: uh, i appreciate that
1: <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know like you know my politics here you know i can't I, I can't quite help but like put a little bit of like hope in there somewhere please elaborate because... i'd
0: love to hear more <laughs>
1: <laughs> well much like you i uh i partake in uh anarchism and yeah things such as that and so um you know not necessarily (laughs) to get fully into it but you know a big kernel of that is like building a new world and like the husk of the old
0: i like that i like that i like that (laughs) and
1: and so it's yeah it's like you know even though everything else is going to shit i kind of want to like hang on to like this one place is like building something new and even though they're still shackled to these like connections to the old world until these old gods that they're like, there's like a kernel of something that could be like better.
0: I, I definitely appreciate it. That's an interesting.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't know how much I want to lean into like the doom clock aspects. Like it's there. It's Mercborg, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be there, but I don't know if I necessarily want to shine a light on it. Like, you know, I, I think I might want to let this just be its own thing. And
0: leave that element of the, the element of hope, the element of we can make a better tomorrow somewhere in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And kind of just like shine the light on that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It
0: works well. Can you tell... Now, you don't have previous works out currently, do you?
1: I do not, no. So
0: this is going to be your first thing out, and it's your first foray out on Kickstarter. How has that been? That's a big... Has it been a big learning curve?
1: Yeah, it it has, actually. Especially with, like... Kickstarter's kind of weird if you've ever been in, like, the back end. You know, most people... Mm -hmm use pledge managers and stuff to handle shipping but kickstarter doesn't really doesn't seem to really want you to do that and so they don't yeah. tell you how to do it and so there's all of these it's been pretty complicated and then having to deal with questions about international shipping and having to like look this stuff up but as far as like the jet like that was all sort of before the kickstarter but like the actual experience of like running it, it's been pretty like like cool just because i mean i guess it, it's it's like a record project i always knew it was going to fund eventually yeah. and um I was super reasonable with my goals. I'm not doing any stretch goals. It's just, it's a little, it's a little book I'm gonna stick it in a package and I'm going to ship it out when it's done. Nice. <laughs> and so, but I, I was super happy to see how fast it funded. You know, I had a, mm-hmm. again, it was like only $500. I, I did like some math and I was like, okay, if I make this much, it's, I can easily afford to do the print run. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it like funded super quick within like a couple hours that's good really awesome
0: that's a, that is exciting that's that's a great thing to have for your first kickstarter can you tell the folks at home because we're coming up on time could you tell the folks at home where they can find you online where they could follow and back and everything else
1: yeah um so yeah you could find you could find the project on kickstarter it's uh listed under redacted studios just because i, I didn't necessarily feel like super comfortable throwing my name on the front of the book i don't know it felt <laughs> kind of like vain yeah. um and so redacted studios that's me and uh the sort of various other people who are helping me a little bit on the project a project is beyond the gaping maw you can find it on kickstarter uh you can find me on twitter where i'm at anthropelago which is like you know anthro human and pelago like as in like archipelago oh wait no sorry i changed it there we go i changed it to be uh more in line with the project so it's just at redacted seattle
0: Re- At redacted seattle
1: <laughs> yeah true. at redacted seattle so you can follow me on twitter um i don't talk about you know ttrpgs too much on there it's mostly just like local politics stuff but um yeah yeah, if you want like updates on the project that's where i'll be or you know i'll be posting public updates on the kickstarter as well
0: excellent thank you for coming on it's been great getting a chance to talk
1: to you yeah thank you so much for having me on again this is the first thing i've done like this so (laughs) it's you know it's pretty exciting and i really appreciate you like making time and space for me
0: oh yeah no doubt no doubt if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Logar Hale We're on Patreon. We can really use support, patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.